Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. everybody you are listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show i say it every day because god been good to me god has done some things in my life that's been truly been just amazing really amazing ain't even really the word I don't, they don't really have a word for what he's done for me i'm just out of superlatives that's why i say it every day steve harvey got a radio show because god is in the blessing business yeah he is God, God can help you turn your life around. Did you hear me? God can help you turn your life around. Whatever you're going through, God has an answer for it. See, but it's the going through that gets us, though, ain't it? Because I was having a moment yesterday, and I sat my wife down. I said, baby, I just need to talk to you. I'm going through a little bit right now. I just wanted to share, which I'm a little down right now. My wife reminded me. She just reminded me. See, this is what a... Man, that's what a, a, a good mate does. A, a, a good mate reminds you just of things that sometimes you forget when you get off track. Because, you know, I, I consider myself a, a motivational type person. I, I try to listen to people and then give them something I've learned along the way on this journey I've been on. I try to give a person a takeaway. But even being that person, sometimes I get off track myself. I get a little uh, a little low sometimes, you know. I get a little down sometimes. I sometimes I forget some of the stuff I say. It ain't that I forget it. I guess I just get caught up in the grind of doing it, and sometimes I get, I get a little off course and I forget some of the things. And my wife, or a mate, is can be good for you to remind you. And she just says, "Steve, God got us." 
She said, have you ever noticed that every time you get in a spot? And she say, and I, and I know how you must feel because you out here working. And, and and you keep turning around and and, 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 and and old stuff keep popping up and you get a call from your accountant and here this done went wrong and that done went, you steady trying to fix it. But you steady going, wow, man, what is this? She say, but you ever notice he always, always, no matter what, provide a way and he ain't ever too late. Oh, you might be going, the deadline is approaching. The deadline can come and pass, but then they have a grace period for you. And then sometimes, man, it's just you go down there after the grace period and they take the payment anyway and you're good anyway. But see, ain't that God bringing you through it? It may not be when you want it, but he right on time. Just before you get put out, just before they turn. Maybe they cut the lights off, but you get it back on just for company come or just before the weekend get here. See, he always comes through for you. And she had to remind me of that. What you're going through is necessary. Look, circumstance and hardships and pitfalls are always untimely. If you keep the law of attraction in play, if you keep believing that that's that he going to see you through this, just like he do when you don't believe it. That's what the cold part is, though, ain't it? Ain't God brought you through even when you didn't really have the faith to say he was going to bring you through. But because of grace and mercy, he brought you through anyway. But because you forgot to thank him or you didn't pay attention to the come through, you just was telling people, oh, man, if you'd have seen me, it was so jacked up. Man, I was so turned up. I ain't know what I was going to do. I almost got put out. I was going to see, key word, almost. You forgot that part right there. And then I was, it looked like I won, man. And it seemed like every month I go through this same thing. And then. Yeah, yeah. Then somebody ought to just say, "Did you pay it? Yeah, I paid it. Did you get put out? No, I'm cool." See, some. So you need somebody on your shoulder to say that to you, and then you need somebody on, on to come right behind him and go, "Man, ain't God good? Really, man? That that's how this works. See, you you keep getting in situations, but he keep getting you out. Now, if you jump, look, listen to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's say you in a frying pan in the skillet. And the oil is up and you in there frying and you uncomfortable being fried. God somehow, or let's just say you managed to get out of the hot grease in the frying pan. And you standing there next to the skillet, looking at the fire, continue to heat the grease. You get out and then for some unexplainable reason, you dives right on back in there. Ain't that how we usually do it? I'm just asking you. God get you away from the man you've been asking to get away from. Then you go right back over there and start seeing him again. It's amazing how many times God get us out the fire and we walks right back in there. Ain't it amazing, man? I mean, really, man. See, this is how I break life down for me. So I don't get over here stuck on stupid with myself and then get to doing something ignorant like blaming God. When really, man, God has given us as human beings the power of decision, and we all make decisions. How many times, man? See, sometimes it's a blessing in getting locked up. You can ask a lot of cats I know, man, to tell you. It was a blessing for me, man, because I was just headed the wrong way, steady. But he locked me up, set me down, made me miss my family, miss being out here being a free man, made me realize that my family was important, made me, man, really see this girl for what she was. When I get out, man, I'm on the straight and narrow. 
Well, then when you get out, though, see, you can't be talking about, no, oh, man, I can't find no job. Now I'm going to go and do what I got to do. No, no, no. No, no, partner. You got to do now what you're supposed to do. See, that don't do what you got to do got you in trouble in the first place. See, everybody, see, see, the hood got a lot of ignorant rules we done created. I got to do what I got to do. I got to feed my family. Well, only reason you got to do what you got to do is because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. See, if you just went on to school, like your mama kept telling you. Oh, man, I was watching 48 Hours yesterday, and a dude named Nesto was on there. And Nesto, Latino dude, said, man, my mother told me quit hanging with these guys. They were going nothing but trouble. I should have listened to her. He doing 30 years right now. You can't blame God. That's why I talk to myself this way. So I don't get stupid and start shifting the blame the wrong way when it's really on me. How many times has God got you out of something and you walk right back into it? Man, why don't you take these blessings God give you and go on about your business? That'd be the best way to do it, don't you think? I, that's what I think. So I thank God for my wife for reminding me that God got us anyway, that God going to pull you through anyway, that have you noticed, Steve, we ain't lost a beat. Oh, I know it's hard out here, but really you ain't lost a beat. You still moving forward. You still dressing nice. You still look good when you come into that job. Everybody don't got to know you. your house is in bad shape and all that. God got you, man. If you just hold your head up, man, quit complaining all the time about what you ain't got. And as in the words of my daddy, Slick Harvey, stop talking about what you ain't got and take a good look at what you do got. That's improper grammar, but that always stuck with me, and maybe it'll stick with you. Quit talking about it and looking at what you ain't got. Take a good look at what you do got. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to the ride, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, the team is back home safely. I'm still in Dubai, uh, in the Middle East, uh, working on some things with the Expo. So before we get this show started, Roscoe Wallace is here, once again involved in a $3 trillion lawsuit against the entire music industry for publishing rights and songs stolen over the year. Ladies and gentlemen, my man, Roscoe Wallace. <laughs> hey, that going on, baby? What's going on, Steve? <laughs> hey, what's up, Shirley Carly Junior? Hey, Roscoe. 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 The music industry folk. I'm dreaming of a black Christmas. (laughs) Just like the ones we never had. (laughs) Where there's people getting everything we've been wishing and Santa Claus comes directly to our town oh that's what I'm dreaming of <laughs> that's another right there I got so mad when they took it and white folks named it dreaming of a white Christmas right. I said I be damned <laughs> 
Why would I write a song called Dreaming of a White Christmas when we so sick of them we ain't know what to do? <laughs> you stupid, Ross. Yeah, everything, everything, baby. So, you know, we just trying to make it happen and work all these things right now. Anyway, I just wanted to stop by and just give you another hit uh, that I wrote, and I'm uh-huh. part of the three trillion dollars. Part of three trillion dollar lawsuit. They want to. I know, Carla. You can't believe it, but you're hanging well, there, I was just. Can I ask you a question about this particular song? Yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um. How old are you, Roscoe? Oh, don't worry about my age, baby. That's top secret. Oh, because that song was written and recorded in like 1947. Oh, 1940. Oh hell, I've been here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were trying to say. You were you like a baby before. writing the song? Oh no, I was old in right here. You know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm up there. I'm up there. I'm just ageless. Oh, you ever see okay. Steve Whatever sweatshirts with ageless on it? Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. He stole that from me. Uh, you suing him too? <laughs> I would, no, I ain't can't sue Steve. Because see, Steve is a supporter. He stole ages. Ages ain't the song. Hey, hell, if I sue Steve, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about cut off your nose, spite your face. I sue Steve, I'll never be back on the radio. <laughs> Ain't no right, secret, Roscoe. baby. I love y'all. Talk to Mwah. <laughs> Back at you, Roscoe. Thank you. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we're going to start the show off with Nephew Tommy's Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, good morning. It is time to start your morning off with Run That Prank Back with the Nephew. What you got for us, Nav? You've been driving <laughs> my car. Yes, you have. You have been driving my car. Let's go. Hello? I'm trying to reach Curtis, please. Yeah, this is Curtis. Hey, you the one worked at the hotel and you do ballet parking? Yeah, yeah, I work at the Okay, let me tell you something. You the one that parked my 750 BMW. You just took the change out of my car, the, the loose change I had in there, and you also done put 100 miles on there, and I know you the one did it because you the one I tipped. I tipped you. You parked it, and then when I came back, you the one brought my car back, and I tipped you. I know you the one put them damn miles on. on my car, Hold man. on, man. Hold on. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Who is this? My name is Jason, man. Jason Jason, how did you get my number? I got your number from the hotel manager. I told him I needed to talk to Curtis, who do the ballet park, and they gave me your number. You the one put these miles, man. You put 100 miles hold on, on my car. Hey, hold on, I ain't put no miles on your car, man. That's all I do is uh, just get the cars and park them. That's it. I, I, and I ain't, I ain't taking no change from nobody's car either. You the one took my chain. I had I had T.D. Jakes in there, in, 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 the, in the CD player. When I got in there, it was a, a Biggest Smalls or somebody in there. You the one who was in my car, man. Man, I don't even know how to work that radio in there. Man, look, you went, I, I probably parked your car because I parked a whole lot of cars. But I, I just, we, if you can, can you? Maybe somebody else probably took your car and drove it around, but I don't know. We can. We How can many more Curtis work at the hotel and do valet parking? How many yeah, more Curtis? Yeah, I work at the and do valet parking, but that's all I do is park the cars. I don't take nobody's car and drive it around the town. I steal nothing from their car. I ain't no thief, man. Hey, man, let me tell you something, man. I know you the one put these miles on here. You hear me? I know you was the one, man. Oh, no. put no, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on, man. Look, 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 man. I'm on probation right now, right? So I mean, I ain't got no time to be spilling nothing out about nobody's cars. I'm just, I'm just 
part-time job, man, just parking cars. I'm trying to take care of me and my little girl. That's it. I'm telling you, if, if somebody did take your car and drive it around and steal something from your car, we can we can figure it out. You know what I'm talking about? If you just bring the car up and you just come and we can talk to the managers and figure it out. But I promise you, I promise you it wasn't me, man. Hey, I man. promise you. If you should just slow down and look at it, you know, we'll find out what happened with your car. You the one did it, man. You the one put the 100 miles on my car. I, you had that red vest on. You had that name tag said Curtis. You pulled off in it, and you pulled back up in it. You the only one drove it. You was the one. Hey, man, hey, lower your voice a little bit, man. Hold on. I can, I can hear you. No, I know you can hear me. You're going to hear me when I get in your so You're going to hear me when I do that. What the I said you're going to hear me when I get in your because you put that 100 miles on it. I'm going to come up to that damn Hey, man, I told you I put a hundred miles in your car, right? I'm just, hey, man, you know what? I didn't steal nothing from your car. I ain't putting a hundred miles in your car, right? I told you I'm on probation right now. That's all I do. I go to work. I park these cars, and I come home to take care of me and my girl, all right? I ain't putting a hundred miles on your car, man. I ain't take your car. That's all I did was drove your car and parked it, man. That's it. it no, no, that ain't what you did. You threw a loose change out of there, and you also put a hundred miles. It was like a hundred and four miles extra on that car when I got back in it. Let me tell you something, man. I'm going to come up. When do you work again? When do you I'll work? Tomorrow. I work tomorrow night. What time do your get there? I'll be there at 6 o'clock. Okay, then. I'm coming up there at 545. And guess what, Mr. Curtis? I'm going to deal with your little by myself. Man, no. Come bring your up to that job. That job is you, dog. Bring your up to the job. What, what, what kind of car you say you had again? I said I got a black 750 BMW. I'm coming up there. When I get out of it, have your ready. Here, Curtis, have your ready. Already, already. Now, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to have my little vest on for you, too. It's going to say, Curtis, let's bring your black up there because you sound like you're black. Yeah, I'm black. I'm black. My car black, and I'm going to get in your black tomorrow. Bring your Tell you, stop with me, dog. Today is the day, all right? I'm telling you, I'm trying to shit out my right on paper. But that paper, this job, it does. I'm telling you, bring your up there if you want to, dog. I'm telling you, it wasn't me, but I mean, you want to take it down, man. I got one more thing I need to say to you, Curtis. You listen to me? What? Is you listening? Yeah. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your boy T.C. who do valet parking with you. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> hey, Curtis, your uh, homeboy that you do, is it another guy who worked there named T.C. that do valet parking? Yeah. Hey, man, this Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, he got me to prank phone call you. Oh, man, I'm going to get that Oh, Lord, Jesus. Man, my heart was beat, man. My heart was beating so fast. I thought I was about to go back down. Oh, Lord. Oh, you knew you no, you you was going back, Curtis? Oh, Lord, I'm telling you, man. It was about to be over. It was about to be over. It was, I, the first person I saw got out of my It was about to get it. It was about to get it. I'm telling you. Curtis, you got to be strong, man. You going to be strong? For sure, for sure. Be, be strong, strong, man. Don't let nobody push your buttons and have you going back, man. Just be strong. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I'm almost right. off. You know, I'm going to keep it straight, man, you know. All right, man. Stay strong. You got to take care of this little girl, boy. You can't go back in there. Oh, uh, really? All right. I got one more thing I got to ask you, man. What is? What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. Man, that's Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. <laughs> hey, man. How y'all feel about it? Feel good about it? Hey man, both too.
Yeah. Well, sure. Worry, concern, mm-hmm, <laughs> all of the mm-hmm. above. Right, right. How do you feel about it is the question. Exceptional. Very exceptional. <laughs> exceptional. Wrong <Same>. answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, like everything else, I imagine. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. But oh, I got yeah. something for you. I got that New Year's comedy laugh fest. I got that for you. That's Earthquake. That's Eddie Griffin. Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, and hosted by yours truly. It jumps off on the 30th of this month, Chicago, Illinois. Then we're going to roll to Houston. Then we're going to roll to the DMV on the 1st, Atlanta, Georgia on the 2nd. All right? You don't want to miss it. It's New Year's comedy laugh fest. Earthquake, Eddie Griffin, Secretary of the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, and the one and only hosted by Nephew Tommy. You can get tickets at all Ticketmaster outlets. You don't want to miss it. Come watch the moves at all best. Right, nephew. Congratulations and thank you. Coming up next, Ask the CLO with the Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey, in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in trending entertainment news, prayer warriors, we need you to pray right now for activist Sean King's daughter. We'll tell you about that at the top of the hour. But right now, it is time for Steve's favorite segment, Ask the CLO. This one is from Camille in Beaumont. Camille writes, I've got a bone to pick with Junior. I heard he was single, but he never answers his DMs. I was in Mm. Houston at an event the last time he was in town, and I was trying desperately to meet him. Why is it that the men pretend to be single and ready to settle down, and then I find out they have a girlfriend? Is Junior a bachelor or not? I need to know so I can move on with my life. Well, let me help. (laughs) Yeah, Junior is a bachelor. Junior is single. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to let Junior get in here for just 30 seconds. Junior, do yeah. you know what your DMs are? No. Where is it? Is it a button? How do right. you get in? See, right there. That's what you <laughs> need to know. Really? Junior and me don't know what the DM is. <laughs> I know the DMV. I know that. <laughs> yeah. The right, and, and we don't like nobody you. down there because they don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, he don't have a girlfriend, and no, he ain't doing nothing crazy. But, you know, lady, you know, you Camille, you may not be the answer to Junior prayer. Mm. Oh. Well, That's well, a better way to, to ask. Find out. Wow. Yeah, he yeah. needs to look I'm at just... his DM. Uh-huh. Okay, Junior, check your DMs. But if you go DM Junior, DM a picture. Okay, all right, that's okay. fair. Because what uh-huh. we ain't doing, we ain't going by voices. <laughs> we not doing, we not going that by voices and words. No, this is all about physical attraction. Know that. Uh, Let's quit visuals, playing. Man, all right, moving on to Roberta in Montgomery. I got it, Junior. Don't worry Thank about you, it. Uh. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Roberta in Montgomery says, I, I've been seeing a gentleman for a few months, and I've never been invited to his home. He will come to my house and stay till around 1030 and then leave, saying he's got to get to bed. The other day I asked if I could come tuck him in, and he turned bright red. Is this guy hiding something, or is he afraid of me? I thought he might be married, so how can I tell? Mm. Well, if he got to be out of there by 10.30, you have to figure out how old he is. And if he got to be out of there by 10.30, then, you know, he got to go home, you know, 
I mean, you know, who don't want to be tucked in? Everybody <laughs> wants to be tucked in. Yeah. And in order to get tucked in, it's going to have to be a lot of, you know. Yeah, that. A lot of sheets and stuff got to be towed up on my bed to get re-tucked in. <laughs> you know, we got to be, we, you know, we got to do some corner tossing and stuff. <laughs> some what, Steve? Corner tossing? Corner tossing. You know, that's what the corner that? of the sheets, you know, the fitted sheets. Uh-huh. You got to get some of them popped up on the edges. That's when some things got serious in that. When that corner <laughs> sheet come up off the edge of that mattress, Things uh, is going down in there, yeah. Okay. Okay. Is he married or not? That's her question. <laughs> well, he got to be out of there by ten thirty. You ask him, could you come tuck him in? He, he turned bright red. Yeah, well, I don't see. He light skinned. That could happen. <laughs> yeah. What that's got to do with anything? I don't have no idea what the bright red got to do with it. <laughs> he turned bright red. Maybe you need to start dating dark skinned men. Okay. All right, CLO. We're gonna obviously it bothers you some kind of way. Is he married or I not? Think, yeah, that's the question. That's we question. we think he is married. I don't okay. know. You know, he don't have to be married. He could be in a relationship. He could be seeing somebody. It could be somebody waiting on him. I don't know. Maybe he might not be interested in you. Mm-hmm. He come over your house, but you know, if he come over your house and sleeping with you, but then he got to leave at ten thirty, and he got another relationship. Period. Hear it. Hear it. Exactly. Come on, Sheila. Moving on to Tara in Philly. She says, uh, I'm a 44-year-old married woman and I have two children that are spoiled beyond belief by my husband. Whenever whenever I have to discipline them, I have to become the mean parent. He told my 17-year-old son that he's upgrading his 2016 BMW to a a 2021 for Christmas. My 14-year-old daughter is getting her entire room redone because she wants a sleigh bed. I want to instill values in them, and he's blowing it. How do I reel him in with the gifts? I don't know. I don't know. That's usually men normally don't do that, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know why he's playing Disney dad if he lives there. Now, if he lives there with you then that's a conversation you can easily have. If you all are separated or divorced, then he's being Disney dad. You know, he's showing up, you know, you know, and providing big moments. But did she say she lived with him or they live in the same house? Well, I mean, they're Because married. that's why he's... That they're living in the same house. Oh, well, oh, she said they're married? Yeah, she's yes. 44 years old, married, 44-year-old married woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, you know, just cut your husband off every time he buy him something. Mm. <laughs> that, that's the That'll answer. shut that down. He's going to be back in that, yeah. pre- yeah. that pre-owned BMW, yeah. that 2016. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, be up in that 2016. And yeah. Bed Which is for real nice. Sleigh bed. Better lay in this in, in that damn day bed. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong yeah, we're not getting a sleigh. <laughs> well, the daughter wanting a sleigh bed. That's okay. Well, yeah. The entire room is getting 17-year-old boy with an upgraded 2020 BMW for what? They must have money. Steve. He gonna yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to Tab in Michigan. Tab writes, I'm 36 and my husband is 15 years older than I am. He's slowing down in the bedroom, so I've tried to be patient with him. 
I end up finishing the ordeal on my own and he loves to watch. I told him it's getting old and so is he in hopes that it might motivate him to seek medical attention. Instead, it made him think I'm going to cheat on him and he's very paranoid now. That hasn't crossed my mind, but do you think it might help if he thinks I am? Well, how, how you think that'll help? Yeah, that took a turn, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how, how do you think that'll help? I think you'd be better on press with this medical attention. You know, just go that route, you know. Mm-hmm. But being critical, it's it's a mental thing at that point if you criticize the guy. You know, they got fragile egos anyway. Now, he he done slowed down here what it was. You know, that old thing. You know, ain't nobody who they was. You know, I praise God that I ain't who I was because I wouldn't be taking care of half the damn business I'm in. <laughs> All over in Dubai. Okay. Thank you, Lord, I ain't what I was. Oh, God. That fool. That ignorant, no thought. You stupid. Now you're international, <laughs> worldwide. Uh, <laughs> Look at you. Balling. With, with who I was? <laughs> All right, Philo. Thank you. No wait. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment and national news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Prayer warriors, please, please pray for activist Sean King's 19-year-old daughter, Kendi, Kendi's in the hospital suffering from a brain injury after she was hit by a car in Manhattan. Sean took to social media uh, to ask for prayer of healing for his daughter and also said, we have every reason to believe she will recover and she is in excellent medical care. That's good Mm. news. That's good. How old is she, Shirley? She's 19. She's 19, Steve. Wow. Praying for Sean King's yeah, family. Yeah, we praying for him. Sean King's a good brother too, man. Very active, mm-hmm. smart yeah. guy. But none of that means nothing when your child in the hospital. Nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but um, they, yeah. he said they have every reason to believe she will recover fully, and she's in excellent medical care. So that's that's the good news out of this mm-hmm. horrible tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We'll send prayers of healing up. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. That's it. And uh, on a on a lighter note, guys, we're going to switch gears here. Uh, Steve, you are still in Dubai. And uh, by the way, in case you didn't know, you're trending again. Your stylist, Ellie, put together that red Louis Vuitton look from Virgil Abloh's first fashion show. This is all for Dubai's 50th anniversary. And, I mean, you were killing it in the red, Steve. Killing I don't know it. what they got to do with Dubai's 50th anniversary. Hmm. The colors of the of the flag is red in the colors. Well, red in American flag, and you ain't gonna see me doing that though. No, I'm just saying. I, I, I hope not. I I don't know. Maybe that question yeah, is for Ellie. Going. That's what I was going with. That. You ain't gonna see me doing that one. Couldn't hear where yeah. I put them. Yeah, well, you look, look good. No. Yeah, but, you look great. What's the problem? It was nice though. Huh? What's no, that? I like the one that Spice Adams did. Boy, did you see him in Avion oh Crockett? <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Avion Crockett. So yeah, crazy. both of them, him and Spice, they both got the red on. <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't see Avion Crockett, but I did see uh, Spice. That was funny. Boy, 
Yes. Yeah. They both look but I'm still in Dubai and uh, doing some things. Uh, today I speak at um, the Youth Entrepreneurship uh, Conference. Uh, I conduct that uh, with a couple of leaders, and then tomorrow I speak at the religious conference. So uh, a few more days here, and then I leave here, and I head to Israel to uh, host Miss Universe. That is so, so amazing. <laughs> that Miss Universe is in Israel this year. Wait a minute. Hold up, Shirley. Hmm. Oh, oh, I see, Shirley. So you on that bandwagon, too, after that, that, that big stupid-ass fiasco of announcing the wrong person. You thought I should have been like wiped out like everybody else. So that finally came out, huh? <laughs> You're crazy. That was a little jab, <laughs> huh? Don't try to flip it. Hey, Tommy, hey, Tommy Kier, you heard it? Yeah, I heard, I heard the jail. I yeah. said what I said, but you know I oh. didn't mean it like that. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know no other way to take it, really. I don't. Yeah, know I'm me either. Oh, you don't? I'm oh, surprised okay. you still hosting Miss Universe. Your dumb ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, well, I like just how you tried to flip it. I like that. No, I ain't no tried to flip it. Tommy, what'd you hear? I heard uh, very disrespect. I heard it. I'm surprised you still doing that. Wow. Junior? Yeah. yeah, I heard the exact same thing. I can't believe he's still there. Yeah, well, go this ahead, Shirley. The, this wow. from a dude that tried to buy a camel in Dubai. I know, I know. They so was crazy. on sale, Carla. All right. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, well, there are only 19 days until Christmas. So here's Ooh. a quick question for the guys. Uh... Who are you going to regret inviting over the holidays to your, you know, to your home, to your Christmas oh, party? Oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Ooh, Ooh Steve huffing and puffing. Yes, I know, at the same time. See, I don't know who coming. Uh-huh. Oh, you don't? Because I'm not in charge of that. See, Marjorie's in charge of that, so I don't really know. Uh-huh. But, oh. Uh, who you thinking of? Who you feeling? Yeah, because you're thinking of someone. No, <laughs> I ain't, I don't think he going to come on Christmas. She got a, a uncle. Mm-hmm. That, man, this dude right here, I be going, Lord have mercy, man. I, I know something wrong with him. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> but I know something wrong with him, but I ain't supposed to comment on it. But, I'm, but I'm, I want to ask what's wrong what with him. What does he do? What makes you think that? Well, you know, he wants to pray all the time, and the prayer don't be about nothing. Or, yeah. Does it turn into a sermon? I want to thank the Lord for this weather we having, because, Lord, without weather, there would be no rain. And without rain, there would be no flowers. And without flowers, there would be no beauty. And without beauty, there would be no women. And without, well, I didn't mean it like that, Lord, in women. I'm not being lustful in any way. Hold up. Where are you going with this prayer, dog? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not being lustful. Well, nobody thinking that. Oh, but his prayer always turned. Every year it turned. I want to thank you, Lord, for this food we about to eat and the hands that prepared it. And all hands ain't the hands that need to be preparing food, but bless them anyway. Now you got all the women looking upside his head like, yeah. who in here yeah. ain't supposed to be cooking? You right. Going, oh, right. right. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for the children that, you know, that know their fathers and those that don't. 
and realizing, Heavenly Father, that this world has made so many mistakes and stop us from fornicating. What? <laughs> what prayer are you praying about, dog? Don't stop that. You know, people in here coupled up, ain't married, sleeping together. You know, just this dude, I be going, man, come on, dog. Didn't you do all of this? So, <laughs> the uncle. The yeah. uncle. There you uncle. Thank you, Lord, for the eggnog. And, <laughs> and, and, and beverages that go into the eggnog. And thank you for just drinks <laughs> in general. Yeah, you know, <laughs> drinks in general? Yeah. Even though I'm not supposed to be drinking anymore, I've been, thank you, Lord, for being sober for 32 years and trying. Lord, I'm too. <laughs> Amen. Man, man. All right. Why are you praying? <laughs> Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, Georgia voters, we have work to do. We have work to do. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve Harvey Nation, uh, stay woke. This is for Georgia voters. Attention, 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 according to MSN. Uh, com. When Democrat Stacey Abrams entered Georgia governor's race last week, she cemented the state's position as a key battleground where contentious issues like race, voting rights, and the continued influence of former President Donald Trump will probably dominate the campaign. In a statement, Republican Governor Kemp campaign uh, previewed, its, previewed its strategy, saying it was in the fight against Abrams, and the campaign also said it would focus on Kemp's vision for how to keep Georgia the best, best place to live, work, and raise a family. So stay woke, Georgia. We have to vote. We have to get Stacey Abrams in, okay? Get all I the want details you all to understand campaign. something. Mm-hmm. Kemp is also the same guy who had the, the woman arrested who just knocked on the door when they had that closed hearing. Kemp is also behind voter suppression. Kemp is also behind fueling the lie that the election was stolen. Kemp was behind the recount. All of this, man. Anything Donald Trump, he's a Donald Trump puppet. He said, he said before, before Stacey Abrams even ran, he said, we've got to stop this woman. She is powerful. She is for the people, all people of Georgia. She is responsible for the, the one of the largest voter turnouts and registration. And we're going to reward her with the seat in the governor's office. Kemp should not be governor of the state of Georgia, period. And if we show up and vote and we fight against all this voter suppression that they trying to put forward, y'all, mm-hmm. this woman can be governor. But it's going to take all of us, yes. all the athletes, all the politicians, all the workers, all the street cats, all the people out there, everybody in, involved in hip hop, everybody involved in R&B. I don't give a damn what you in. Mm-hmm. We need you to vote. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, she she came very close last time, but yes. this time we got to put her in. Seriously. So yeah. Georgia voters, you understand the assignment, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so go, go right now 
to StacyAbrams.com. Get all the details on her campaign with your help. So you'll be informed with your help on November 8th, 2022. Stacey Abrams will become the nation's first black female governor. Yes. I'm yes. And also, yes. guys, listen yes. to me. Mm-hmm. We need to make donations. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Mm-hmm. That's Even if it's a small donation, a we need to make donations. Yeah. Campaigns are ran and fueled by money. Mm-hmm. She needs campaign funding because them big boys is going to get behind Kemp, that Trump money, and all like that. But we have enough people in this state and around the country who can make a donation that can make a difference. That's right. That's right. That's we can it. do That's this. Correct. We can do this. We can do this. And she has all the donations information on her website. All that is there. I just checked it out. Yeah. Just go again I mean, to StacyAbrams.com. StacyAbrams.com. Mm-hmm. We can make a huge statement. A huge statement. Mm-hmm. 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 Do it. We got Mayor Dickens in. It's, it's her time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Let's go. We, we owe her this. Okay. <laughs> really do. Oh, really, man. really do. We all this work this woman done put in, yeah. Yes, yes, sir. She's brilliant. Two city seats. Brilliant and capable of doing the job for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That's right. And that's right, Junior. Two Senate seats. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. None of this. I'm tired of voting. I'm tired. Here we go. Hey. None of that. None of that. None Get of that. Get out there and do it. <laughs> we need to be on, on a lighter it. note. I was watching the NBA. And I realized I don't know none of these people. What, <laughs> what game were you watching? <laughs> Man, they done changed their hairstyle. I didn't know Derrick Rose had the long dreads now. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who the hell Dwight right. Howard was. Coming up next, a <laughs> ball headed guy you do know, your nephew Tommy, with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, I am emotionally drained. We'll get into that in just a few because right now the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nav? We're going to the break room, Shirley. This right here is break room barbecue. Break room barbecue. Let's go. Hello? I'm trying to speak to Eric. Yeah, this is Eric. What's up? Hey, hey, man, let me tell you something. Uh, with me and you finna get some straight today, dog. Right here, right now. Let me say this, man. Who is this? What you what you talking about right now? This is Quincy right here. This is Quincy. I work in the same building. I work on the same floor you work on, all right? And I know that a lot of people on the floor, everybody kind of share the break room and the refrigerator or whatever. But let okay. me tell you this right now. It's been brought to my attention that you the person on, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, all right, that went in there and ate my barbecue ribs. All right, whoa. it took me four, five hours to smoke them. Hey, whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down. You say your name, Quincy, right? Slow down, Quincy. My hey, name. Who, who bringing this? Who bringing this to your attention, bro? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about who told me. But everybody say you always eating people's stuff out the damn break room and out the refrigerator. Well, I don't know who is everybody or whatever, but I ain't eating nothing out the refrigerator. I go out and get my own food, bro. I go out and get my own food, so I don't know what you're talking about right now. And I don't okay, know who's let... telling you. Let me Go say ahead. let me say this let me say this to you Eric let me say this to you all right I'm coming by your cubicle tomorrow I see anything I see some barbecue sauce anything remotely look close to my barbecue ribs I swear to you I'm whooping your ass right there in your 
man, you. you need to hey you need to chill man i'm not i'm not about the threats bro i'm telling you i wasn't the one that that did that that did that i'm telling you that right now so you need to calm down first no first, i ain't calming i ain't calming down okay i'm telling you right now you're gonna get up in your cubicle I if hear i find what you're out saying, but i'm trying to tell you i'm not the one that's doing that that's what i'm telling you so you're coming I, no. at the wrong person how come, how come everybody say if anybody ate your food it's probably eric eric the one always eating everybody's stuff up they can say whatever they want to say that don't mean that i was the one that did that that's what i'm trying to tell you bro that's what i'm trying okay. to tell you, you so you so, 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 so they lying on you now they lying on they, you they lying i'm trying to tell you they lying I'm okay. telling you that. So you do understand what I'm saying. If it's anything that rem that remotely look close to barbecue sauce, anything, a, a real bone, anything like that around your cubicle, in the trash can, in your work area, I'm whooping your ass, Eric. Man, Quincy, man, I was, I'm trying to be nice to you on this damn phone, bro, but I told you about these threats. So at this point in time, for you threatening me again, f you and your damn barbecue sandwich, bro. That's how, Say that's what? how, that's how it is Say right what? now. You and your barbecue sandwich, bro. I told okay. you to stop making these threats to me, bro. I told yeah, go, you. Yeah, well, go, go on and admit that you go on and admit that you ate it, Eric. Go on and admit it then. You know what? You know what? At this point, speaking to you on this phone like this, bro, I really wish I ate your damn sandwich, bro. I wish I did, bro. I wish hey, I did. Hey, dog, I'm telling you right now, I smoked them damn ribs. I smoked them ribs for five hours. I smoked them ribs. Put put my hard work in it, and then I get to work, getting ready to eat my food, and somebody then ate my barbecue ribs, and then everybody's saying, Eric, the one always eating everybody's food. I'm telling you, dude, I will come to your cubicle and f you up if I find anything look like my ribs over there. That's like the third threat you done gave me, bro. Yo, mm, 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 mm. That was good, bro. That was good as mm, I'm so glad I took that Damn, I'm so glad. Oh, so you admitting it now? No, I'm telling you what you want to hear, Quincy. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm telling okay. you what you want to hear. Okay, okay. That's that's your ass tomorrow. That's your that's your ass tomorrow at the cubicle. I'm telling you now. We working in the same building, right? I ain't going nowhere. You know what floor I'm at? I ain't going nowhere. Was good. I don't know who you are. I don't know how you got my number, bro. But we you ain't, we even gotta wait till you get up there to my flow. We can get we can get this. Shit cracking in the lobby bro in the lobby you can get your damn ribs broken your ribs not the ribs that you cooked on that barbecue your ribs we can get it cracking right it's, there in the it's, lobby. it's 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 whatever at this point eric it's whatever obviously, it's whatever obviously. okay it's you know what matter of fact i'm gonna i'm gonna let the shay know what's up i'm gonna let the shay know what's up the shay i know she ain't tell you nothing about eating nothing like eating your food bro i know the shay didn't say nothing like that to you I no no the shay now, the Shay ain't say you ain't no real. That ain't what the Shay told me. So why you bringing her? Why you bringing her up then? You want to know what the Shay told me? What did the Shay told you, bro? What she told you? The Shay told me to prank phone call you. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your co-worker, the Shay. What? <laughs> what? 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 What the hell you talking about? <laughs> hey, Eric, Eric. Hey, man, check it out. This is nephew Tommy, bro. Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your girl Deshay, your coworker, got me to prank you, man. Oh, um, you know what, man? Well, you got my blood boiling, man. Oh, man. Oh, Deshay, she going to get it, bro. She going to get it when I get back in there. And, I, and I, man, I listen to y'all every, man, I don't believe it. Man, hey, you you got me, man. Oh man, it is it is an honor, bro. It is an honor. <laughs> Tell me, man. 
Hey man, I, I love y'all, man. I'm, I'm gonna get the shade though. You tell her her, her ass is, man, her ass is mine. Well, you hey man, me. do me a favor, tell everybody what is the baddest, and I mean the baddest radio show in the land. Man, the baddest radio show in the land is Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. <laughs> man, go get some ribs and have a nice day, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that, man. I'm gonna do that. Huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Too much. Yes, Over sir. These ribs. Like, like he just preached a sermon. Right, girl. Like he did. A good that. one. <laughs> okay. May the prank doors open. There might be one today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Stupidity at his best. Let me tell you what's happening here. Uh, the nephew is coming to Chicago, Illinois, the DMV, and Atlanta. With Earthquake, Eddie Griffith, Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, hosted by yours truly. Chicago is on the 30th. On the 1st is the DMV. Atlanta, GA, is the 2nd of January. Tickets available at all Ticketmaster outlets. Laying in the cut after that. Beginning of the year, MLK Weekend, Jackson, Mississippi. Chuckles Comedy Club. Jackson, Mississippi. That's Chuckles Comedy Club. MLK Weekend, January 14th through the 16th. I am coming to the sip. That's right. The sip. Dion, prime time. Yeah, man. I'm coming your way, baby. Coming to the sip. Get you some tickets to see the nephew at Chuckles Comedy Club. Yeah, why not? Prime with, why don't you tell Prime what you said now? All yeah. I said, Prime. Yeah. Yeah, you gonna was, put that in the show? Yeah, put that in I, the show. All <laughs> Prime, all I said Ooh, that was, was this a night, <laughs> this is probably a good time for me to race you right now. I, that's all I said, Prime. Okay. Really, really, Tommy. Just to cheer yeah. you up a yeah. little bit, you know that's that. You know, you my boy. You been my boy. But you oh, know, it didn't sound like with all that. Prime I tell you right now, though, here, here, here the bet I want to place. Give him one year, and he will re-roast your way. Challenge racing somebody. You lost to Junior. I'm talking about Prime right now. I'm talking about Prime. Don't worry about it. I forgot. No, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why are we talking about Prime, one of the greatest football players of all time? Let's just get to Junior. Yeah. Let's do a rematch race. I race Hall of Famers. Let's set up a rematch. No, you lose the Hall of Famers. You lose radio personalities, too. You lose everybody. Your ass just lose. Well, now, Julie, you did you know pull a hamstring. Remember that. Uh, oh. No. Wait, hell, what race was no. you watching? Yeah. <laughs> I oh, was there. So yeah, that hamstring got pulled after he got passed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a lie. It, it, yeah. Well, let's yeah. look at it because I got it on my phone. Yeah, you can look oh, at it. Oh, send it to me. Okay. Yeah, send it to me because I know where the hamstring pull happened at. All I right. got the video. <laughs> well, yeah. we got to move on. But thank you, nephew. Coming up next, it is the strawberry letter. Subject, I am emotionally drained. We'll get into it right after this. Me too. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's strawberry letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here. <laughs> you hear that? Right now, you never know. It could be yours. 
It could be. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Subject, I am emotionally drained. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 42-year-old single mother of a son that is 20 years old. My son's girlfriend just had a baby that is fair-skinned, and they both are chocolate. The girl is 21 and a dancer at a bar across town. She says she's not a stripper, but that's all she says. My son is afraid to ask the girl for a paternity test, so I did. When my son went to visit the baby, she jumped on him and then called me and said, if I keep putting my son up to this foolishness, I would be next. I called her mother, who happens to go to church with me, and I told her that her daughter is disrespectful. She was not happy about the phone call and asked if we could talk in person, so I invited her over. She pulled up and ran up to my door and yelled for me to come outside. She jumped on me when I got in the front yard. I'm not a fighter, so we rolled around in the yard while I kept begging her to stop pulling my hair. My neighbor broke us up, and I ran inside. I called my son, and he called his girlfriend on a three-way, and she said that I deserved to be beat up. I reported the incident to the police, and they wouldn't come out to do a report because it was between my son and his girlfriend. I just don't want my son to be caught up with a baby that isn't his. I told my son that we'll just get the baby one day and do a paternity test ourselves. Now it's like my son is turning against me and telling me to stay out of his business. I got beat up for him, and this is how he repays me? It's emotionally draining, and I only want what's best for him. Now he's planning to move in with this abusive woman and ruin his life. Am I supposed to step aside and let this girl and her mother make a fool out of my son What can I do to shake some sense into him? Well, I don't know that there's anything you could do, you know, much more than what you've been doing right now, you know, unless you bring his dad into it or something, but you already said you're a single mother uh, of this son. I I know as a mom, this is hard, um, and and it's going to continue to be hard to watch watch your son get sucked in like this, but that's exactly what you're going to have to do. Step aside. You've tried everything. You've tried everything else. Nothing has worked for you. Uh, So unless you want to get another beat down from his crazy girlfriend and, like you say, her and her mother make a fool out of you and all of that, you're going to have to do just what they say. Mind your own business at this point. Uh, We know you love your son, and you only want the best for him. That's quite obvious. But uh, right now, uh, this stripper is his world. He's sprung, he's whipped, all of the above, and he's trying not to hear anything you, his mom, have to say. And as much as this hurts, sometimes you just have to let go and, and, and let people learn their lessons themselves because he's not listening right now to you. He's not listening to what you have to say. Uh, experience is always the best teacher. Uh, later on, if he finds out that the baby's not his and he's being played by this girl, I mean, so we don't even know that. I mean, um, you know, he 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 might still want to be with her. You know, that's the other thing. He might still want to be with her and help her raise the child. Uh, and, and yes, you could get the baby and get the paternity test on your own. You could do all of that. But you might lose your son in the process. But you've lost him already to this girl for right now anyway. So, yeah, Mom, I, I think you've done all you can. And your son didn't even defend you when his girlfriend beat you up. And, and that's really messed up. Steve? Well, I read a different letter, seems like. So I guess I always see some ignorance. So I have a couple of questions. 
Nah, she's emotionally drained. This is a 42-year-old single mother. son is 20. Your son's girlfriend just had a baby that's fair-skinned, and they both are chocolate. Now, listen, we all know that, you know, through the chromosomes and all that stuff that you can skip a generation and look like a grandmother or aunt or something and different colors. But we got to look into this, though. Two chocolate people having a light-skinned baby. We need to look into this, I understand. The girl is 21 and a... Huh? It don't add up, huh? It don't add up. I know. We got to look into it. Now, this girl is 21 (laughs) and a dancer at a bar across town. She says she's not a stripper. Let's discuss this for a minute. Yeah. If you're a dancer at a bar, I think they stopped go-go dancing a long time ago. (laughs) You know, where you be up in the cage on the end of the bar. I think they stopped that a long time ago. So if you a dancer at a bar in today's society, you got to take your clothes off. Because I ain't go-go boots, I ain't seen them in stores no more with the mini skirts. So I'm pretty sure you a stripper. <laughs> My son is afraid to ask his girl for a paternity test, so I did. Then when your son went to visit the baby, she jumped on him and then called me and said, I keep putting my son up to this foolishness, I would be next. Okay, so she jumped on it. Okay, she's abusive. I called her mother, and they hit a good part. I called his mother, who happens to go to church with me, and I told her that her daughter is disrespectful. Now, see, listen to me. This is why I have a question, because it could go two ways. After he called the lady, she called the lady to go to church with her and told her that her daughter is disrespectful, she was not happy about the phone call and asked if we can talk in person, so I invited her over. Now, I'm thinking right here, she's talking about the girl's mother. Yeah. That's that's what I was thinking, that she was talking about the girl's mother. She called on the phone and talked to her in person. So when I come back, I'm going to tell you what I think happened. All right, we'll have part two of Steve's response coming up 23 minutes after. Strawberry letter subject, I am emotionally drained. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, I am emotionally drained. All right, we got a 42-year-old lady. that has got a 20-year-old son that's uh, that's dating a stripper who says she's not a stripper. She's a dancer at a bar. I don't know who keep their clothes on anymore these days while they dancing in bars. But hell, most of the women that go to bars is half naked when they get there. So I already know if you a dancer, you got to be stripping. Anyway, she says she's not a stripper. The son is afraid to ask. They had a, a light-skinned baby and both of them child. Your son afraid to ask for the paternity test, so you asked the girl for a paternity test. When your son went over there to pick up the baby, the girl jumped on him and said, quit letting your mama put stuff like this in your head, and then told the mama, if you keep interfering in my business, you're going to be next. So the lady who's 42 called her mother, the stripper's mama, who happens to go to church with me, and I told her that her daughter's disrespectful. She was not happy about the phone call and asked if we can talk in person, so I invited her over. Now, right here, I'm thinking this is all she's talking to the stripper's mother. She pulled up, ran to my door, and yelled for me to come outside. Now, if this is not the mother, 
if this is the stripper, then we're dealing with a people that person that don't know how to tell stories. Cause we have some information that's that's confusing. No, I don't I think see, I'm thinking she's talking about the girl's mother according to this letter so far. But then later on she changes it and makes it sound like it was the little girl that jumped on her. So I'm confused about the lady writing the letter anyway. That's all I'm saying. So when she came, she told you to yell for you to come outside. She jumped on me when I got in the front yard. Now, I'm not a fighter, so we rolled around in the yard while I kept begging her to stop pulling my hair. Now, let me teach you something, ma'am. Begging is not a good fight technique. (laughs) It it usually does not work out for the beggar. (laughs) Because it... It empowers the person that's issuing the ass whooping. So it's best not to empower them with, please, please stop. You kicking me. You whooping my ass too good. This is Bob. This is not what I do. I'm not a fighter. So it makes them go harder because, oh, yeah, I'm knocking their ass out now. So I would just suggest the next time you get in the fight, please do not beg. Mm-hmm. It don't look good. Ain't no need to beg and then take the ass whoop. <laughs> one or the other, pick just, one. Draw. Yeah, just, you gotta get draw your the ass. Get your ass whooped and stop this begging. Quietly. <laughs> not finna do this to me. Shame me, embarrass me, humiliate me, and belittle me while you beat my ass. Just make it look like you trying. She got hair too. She grabbing your hair. You grab her hair. Anyway, my neighbor broke us up and I ran inside. I called my son and he called his girlfriend on the three-way and she said that I deserve to be beat up. See, I'm thinking when he, she ran in the house and called her son, he called his girlfriend on the three-way and she said I deserve to be beat up, which made me think it was the girl's mama that was in the yard fighting the whole time. Because we ran in the house and got the girl on the three-way the girl would have been in the yard still fighting the mama, see? So I reported the incident to the police and they wouldn't come out to do a report because of between my son and his girlfriend. This is another piece of important information. Anytime you call the police and they don't come out to handle a domestic dispute that was a fight, you must live deep, deep, deep in the hood. Because <laughs> police have to come out to investigate any domestic violence, especially neighbors involved breaking up fights. So now we already know the police ain't coming. That's a hood move. Thank you very much. And then she says, um, and they wouldn't come out because of between my son and his girlfriend. I just don't want my son to be caught up with the baby that isn't his. I understand that. I told my son we'll just get the baby one day and do the paternity test ourselves. Now it's like my son is turning against me and telling me to stay out of his business. Well, you should. I got beat up for him, and this is how he repays me. No, you got beat up because you went out the house. See, when people call you out, you said you're not a fighter. See, when people drive up to your house and say, come outside, come out here. No, no, meet me in the front. Them is fighting words. Why did you take your non-fighting ass out there? She would never think that the girl would jump on her. Uh, you got to be all The girl ready. mama that go to her church whooped her ass, Shirley. Stop saying the girl. That's what I got. I'll, now he's planning to move in with this abusive woman and ruin his life. Am I supposed to step aside and let this girl and her mother make a fool out of myself? What can I do to shake them? All right, first of all, let me explain something to you. 
This is not going to ruin your son's life. This is a lesson that both of you, you're going to have to let him learn, like Shirley said. The best lesson is a bought lesson. You're going to let him have to buy this one. Let him go move in with the girl. You be a loving grandmother. When the baby come over, swab the baby mouth. Put the swab in a uh, plastic bag and get a damn DNA test. Then when the result come back, don't say nothing to your son. Just leave, get <laughs> copies of it and post it on Facebook. <laughs> Let the church say amen. 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 Thank you for All calling right, me. Your comments. Thank you, Steve, on today's Strawberry Letter and Steve Harvey <laughs> FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up in 46 minutes after the hour, Sports Talk with Junior right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time now for Sports Talk with Junior. What you got, Junior? All right, Shirley. First of all, let me get this out the way here. Um, the Steve Harvey Morning Show and Walmart Family Mobile want to help you pay your holiday bills this year. Enter for a chance to win a high-end smartphone, six months of Walmart Family Mobile service, plus $2,500 cash. Enter and get rules at steveharveyfm.com. All thanks to Walmart Family Mobile. Get a Walmart Family Mobile unlimited plan starting at less than $25 a month. Get all the info at steveharveyfm.com. That's steveharveyfm.com. All right, Unc, I couldn't wait for you to get back because I got to tell you this. Dave, Dave, give me a drum roll. I just This is important. Go ahead, Dave. Give me this drum roll because this is this happened on Sunday. Uncle, you wasn't here. You was in Dubai. Well, you had no idea. No, you can't watch no football over here. No. Oh, but today, if you don't know if your team won or lost, we don't even care. You ought to know. But this is important because Detroit Lions got their first win of the season. Come on, come on, Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on Detroit. Detroit. Twenty-nine and twenty-seven <laughs> over the Minnesota Vikings. This is like the Super Bowl for them, huh? They got a victory. They are now Hell one yeah. ten and one. What? Yeah, wow. they had a tie too. They could have won that game. They've been close. Detroit got some fighters on their team, man. Man, I'm talking about Jerry Goff last second play. Touchdown. Take the lead. This is it. 29-27. We proud of Detroit. I'm telling you, man, this was important. It, I know it feel like it feel like the Super Bowl for them, because the last time they won a game was December 6th of 2020. Lord have mercy. Mm. It's almost been a year. Well, damn <laughs> <laughs> sound like the Texans. Hey. <laughs> Hey, oh, I'm sorry. That's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jim. No, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Detroit, man. Y'all earned that. Also, up the college football playoffs is set. You got Alabama number one, Michigan number two. You got uh, uh, Georgia three. And then you got uh, Cincinnati at four. That's the college football. Wow, they put Cincinnati in it. They put Cincinnati in, big dog. I know you wow, ain't seen nothing. I'm surprised. I know you ain't seen nothing. So who is your pick now? Who is your pick? Well, who I want to win is the uh-huh. Cinderella team. I want Cincinnati to win. Well, they playing Alabama. But it's no way in hell they're going to whoop Alabama. <laughs> no. It ain't no way in the hell. <laughs> now, what about Michigan and Georgia? Mm. Well, I love Georgia, though. Georgia balling this year, man. So, yeah. hey, man, I think Georgia got a shot, though, against Alabama. So, who's Alabama. playing? Is it Cincinnati yeah, playing got, against uh, Alabama? Alabama? Cincinnati, and then you got Michigan okay. and Georgia. Now, you know uh, Georgia just lost to Alabama, sad, in the SEC championship game. They just lost. Yeah, but what was the score? 
So it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. We gonna see. Yeah, I need to know the score in the commercial. I'm gonna get your thing. There ain't no football over there. Where you at? <laughs> None. <laughs> Damn. None. All right. I witnessed it. <laughs> Thank None. you, Junior. Coming up at the top of the hour. Do you know someone who's holding on to anger? We're gonna talk about it right after this. Hell yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Actress Janet Hubert, you know her as the original Aunt Vivian uh, from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right, right. Well, she recently shared that she's been hospitalized, okay, and she posted this message. She says, don't waste precious time, people, in anger. Yes, people will do you wrong, and you must fight for truth no matter how long. And if you can get the truth you seek, find love again as we have. All right? That's Mm. her message after being hospitalized, okay? Mm -hmm. So, Steve, here's the question or the situation. Let's try to help some people who are holding on to anger. Uh, Now, according to PickTheBrain.com, here's what some experts say why people hold on to anger. Why do you think? They say it's easy to hold on. I don't know. It's just people don't. Mm, go ahead. I mean, people hold on to anger because people want closure oftentimes. Mm-hmm. You know, people want an apology from somebody that ain't going to be apologetic. People want closure from somebody that ain't going to get closure. And that's why I think people hang on to anger because they want some type of feeling of redemption that may not come. And it's their way of hanging on to show them that you're not going to get away with this. But in essence, you're just doing a disservice to yourself. And I'm not fully agree, I'm not fully agreeing with what this woman is saying. I mean, I understand and, 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 and let it go till you find your truth. Sometimes you ain't going to know the truth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to let stuff go, man. Mm-hmm. But once again, yeah. that trying to find that truth is looking for closure. Won't well, everybody sure. know what really happened to me and all that. And when in essence, half the people you think care don't really care. Go ahead, Shirley. All right. This is, a, again, according to PickTheBrain.com. Tommy won't be commenting on this. Uh, <laughs> At so, all. Why is that? Go ahead, Go ahead Shirley. <laughs> I can comment. Wait, wait on. What do you want me to say? Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Not nothing. <laughs> nothing. Go ahead, Shirley. something right now. I'm right All right. Here. This is according right to here. PickTheBrain.com. They say it's easy to hold on to those negative experiences versus the positive ones because it makes us feel safe. Uh, they say anger is... Uh, is one first emotion we feel from birth. Our anger saves us from having to admit we are hurt. That would make us feel vulnerable and unsafe. It can also make us feel in control if we hold on to that anger. Only we can decide we are not too angry to talk to the person who hate who hurt us. Even if he or she wants to move past it, they get, can't get past it unless we do. We can make them feel guilty for hurting us for as long as we want. That's mm. that control thing, right? Uh, I understand the control part of it. Mm. I don't I don't understand the safe part, but I mm. do agree with the control part. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, com also says holding on to anger allows us to get sympathy from others. If, if mm. we're to be honest with ourselves, it can make us feel really good when someone asks, what's wrong? You know, and then we shrug and say, oh, nothing, knowing they'll well, continue Shirley, asking what's wrong, huh? Well, Shirley, let's pick the brain of a person on our show who holds okay. the most anger. Yeah. Why don't we just ask Tommy? Tommy, why do you hold I on to anger? I, I don't hold anger. I let it out. I don't hold it at all. What's, what no, what am I holding grudge, it for? Though. You, I ain't holding no grudge. I'm going to let you know how I feel about you immediately. 
I ain't holding it. I, yeah, I but ain't going to no, the, I damn sure ain't going to the yeah. hospital. But I'm because I'm holding no, hold something. But what I'm referring wow. to is the length of time that you will continually let a person know is what we talking about. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I'm I if I years. see them, I, yeah, we might well let them know. I ain't forgot. <laughs> what? So you you are, you were mindful anger. <laughs> what you do? You keep hey, reminding. Hey, oh, the anger gone. I just remind you, I ain't forgot what you did. What? What is anger unless you let somebody know you angry? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Get it out. Uh-huh. Let it uh-huh. out. No, no. You hold grudges. I you may, maybe y'all you used to somebody crossing y'all and y'all cool with that. I ain't cool with somebody crossing <laughs> me up. I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not cool <laughs> with it. Okay. All right. It we'll is have what more. it is. <laughs> you will have more. Even, of even if you wrote the funky story for me, I'm giving it to you straight. Nah. See? See, he mad right now. All right. (laughs) More of today's trending stories coming up on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We'll be back at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, guys. In trending weird news, and this is really, really weird, okay? A British collector of World War II military artifacts recently rushed himself to the hospital for a problem he had with his arsenal. Emergency room doctors had to call in a bomb squad after the man showed up with a World War II-era anti-tank shell lodged in his butt. What is he doing? He explained to the doctors that he had been moving some (laughs) items in his collection when he fell and landed on the 57-millimeter artillery shell, which became (laughs) stuck in his butt. That's not true. That's, That's not true. You don't believe it. That's not true. That's the lie he told at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you ain't fell that. on no damn shell and it got large. Boy, stop. You so excited about your collection. Your collection means so much to you. You saw this artifact that you hadn't seen and said, oh my goodness. I'm finna push this shell. I'm finna stuff it, pack it. I'm finna, I'm, this is mine. I've been looking for this shell. Oh my goodness. And then when he got stuck, he talking about he fell on it. You ain't fell on a damn thing. Oh my God. The good God, news is this the is bomb great. squad came and the police came and they safely removed the device. All right, we'll have more on the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up in 33 minutes after. We'll do a round of Would You Rather right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it's time now for another round of Would You Rather. Uh, Here we go. Would you rather never be able to take a hot shower or never be able to eat fried food again, specifically fried chicken and fried catfish? Oh, I never, I never, I never have fried food again. I can't take a shower. Hot shower. Oh no, hot shower. Oh, who on a cold shower? (laughs) A lot of people take cold showers. I don't know how. I don't. They do. Uh No, I'm through with the fried chicken. I need the shower. I I, I take too many a day. I need that shower. It can't be cold. Oh, yeah, we learned yesterday your nephew takes three showers a day. Y'all stop. Stop letting him tell y'all that. I live with him before. He's taking no damn three showers a day. You got stuff to do. He on the set. He got radio show. He got radio show. He tour. And he got TV show. 
and a game show. Where the hell he got time to take three damn showers a day? <laughs> what y'all be letting him tell y'all this stuff for? I do. We know he's Wait, a jerk. Three damn showers. Hold up. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let me paint this picture for you. He got a four-hour radio show that he do every day. Uh-huh. He got a TV show. He got a game show. He tour. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He got kids. He got to go to baseball games with. He got to go to proms and stuff with. He got family time, and he got a wife. How he take three showers a day? <laughs> and he works. Y'all letting him tell you that fault. I get too. And, 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 how would you know all this? Because <laughs> I got more than he got. <laughs> they got no time for no damn three showers a day. <laughs> Gotta make this money, man. Three damn showers a day. Oh, God. <laughs> Hell, I get home sometime, I fall asleep in my office. Ain't gonna be no damn shower. <laughs> now, but you're rich. sitting up in here. Oh, man. Sitting up here, you just like my stylist, Ellie, with his little simple ass. Over, overdoing and all this, all this lotion and baby in his damn. So get your love, we can go, man. <laughs> Sitting up in here rubbing all between your damn toes. Put some oil on your foot and let's go. Sitting up in here like he take all this damn showers. Man, you ain't that damn clean. We got to go. Uh, I do. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right. Next one. Uh, Let him tell you that. For go ahead, Shirley. Would you rather have the ability to read minds, or would you rather have the ability to move objects with your mind? Moving them objects. You want to read minds, or would you want to move things with your mind? I know you don't like me already. I don't need to read your mind for that. (laughs) No, I don't need that. I want to move stuff with my mind. All right. You walking Coming down the street, I move that mailbox over in front of your ass. You can watch your money. Oh, man. Coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, it's our last break of the day, and we'll get some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, last break of the day on this Tuesday. Wow, this day went by pretty, pretty quickly yeah. for us, huh? Yep. December Thank you very much for listening. Good day. Steve, you still love in Dubai? Um, yeah, I'm kind of all over the place a little bit. Um, just got a lot of things to do at the expo. Uh, today is a uh, uh, youth uh, entrepreneurship conference that I head up, and then tomorrow I head up a religious uh, conference to discuss uh, the different religions uh, with some key people. Yeah. I mean, you know, my my stance is pretty good. I respect all faiths, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 I just ask you to respect mine too. You know, and this is a Muslim country, uh, but they're the most respectful people I've ever been around in terms of Christianity and uh, Judaism and all of that. Uh, Abu Dhabi has uh, a church and mosque together, uh, and they even named it. Uh, I'll get the name for you tomorrow when I go to Abu Dhabi, but that it's very uh, open to all faiths because Dubai has uh, 160 cultures here. I mean, so they, they've got to be open to it and accepting because of the 10 million people that live in the UAE, I've understood, I hope I'm quoting this right, only 3 million of them are born here. 
the other seven million are trans trans uh transported Transplant. transplants whatever mm. the word is yeah mm. so that's uh an interesting thing one of the things uh I want to do in my closing is because I was on IG the other day. Uh, uh, this white minister came on. I have no idea what his name was, uh, but he was talking about prayer. It was really, really important what he said. It really struck a nerve with me. He said, uh, when most people pray, 80% of their prayers are based on needs. You know, a need for healing, a need for financial assurance, a need for help, a need for reassurance, a need. And he says that he wasn't judging that. That's important. He say, but when you constantly go to God with your needs, which he wants you to do, and that's all you do, you, you remove an important element. He said, if you would turn your prayer around and make 80% of your prayer about gratitude and then 20% for what you need, because you do need prayer to help you with life challenges and setbacks and and life's decisions even. But he was saying, when you spend 80% of that based on that, you remove so much gratitude from it that you don't allow for your mindset to be accepting of God's will and what he's done for you. That's I'm paraphrasing what he said that helped me understand it. And I was thinking about it and I thought about how true that was because oftentimes when we pray, and I know I'm guilty of it myself, I spend a lot of time in my prayer telling God what I want and what I need. And I mean, in terms of understanding uh, his presence, uh, you know, decisions I got to make, you know, uh, goals and aspirations I'm trying to reach. And uh, I always open my prayers with gratitude, but I don't, I may not be spending enough time with the gratitude aspect of it is what I, my takeaway with what this guy was saying. And I just wanted to offer that to you all as a thought to start thinking about uh, spending more time in whichever way you pray with being more grateful for what you have. Because I've said this a million times, the more grateful you are, the more grateful, the more grateful you are, the more things God will give you to be grateful for. That's a true thing. So it's just a thought starter just for people to think about in terms of praying. Don't forget the gratitude aspect of it. Don't forget to, you know, spend a large portion of what you're praying about you know, to be in terms of gratitude. It just makes a lot of sense. I have so many things to be grateful for, and I don't think I spend enough time talking to him about all those things. So I just wanted to share that with you all this morning, just something for you that might want to think about. Uh, that may work for you, that may not work for you, I, because I do understand the need factor, especially when you need so many things that I don't know who else to ask for them for. So I'm kind of taking what he said and understanding, too, that there is a great need that you should go to him for everything. But I just think that you should be a little bit more of a balance with the gratitude aspect of it. I just want to share that. Those are my closing remarks. So you feel me, uh, everybody, yes, team? Yeah, everybody good? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree, man. Totally yeah. Because I think we all do that. So. We pray for what we want, you know. 
and um, I like what you said about the gratitude. Yeah, I know I do. I, yeah. I do a lot. Yeah, me too. But I always open my prayer with gratitude. I always thank him mm. first. Yeah. But I, I'm mm. finding that I may not be doing it enough on the gratitude side because he also knows what you need. What I stopped doing, though, was keep asking for the same thing over and over, repeatedly, 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 repeatedly. Because I think God heard me. <laughs> and I think he's sending the blessing if I just have to stay in peace and patience now and wait on to see what he's got to do. Yeah. Keep your faith strong. Know so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's it. Great, right? Yeah. That's great, message. great message. Great mm-hmm. right. message. Because it's Plenty to pray about on a daily basis. You ain't gonna run out. Amen. No. You better no, talk. You <laughs> and that's how we communicate with God <laughs> through prayer. Yeah. Mind yeah. mm-hmm. open. Yeah. Well, y'all have a great day. We'll see y'all tomorrow. I'm hanging strong over here. Uh, y'all be good. Love you. See you tomorrow. Peace. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 